Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a courtroom judge, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I'm doing good. Awesome. You know, it's been a week, and I still can't believe that we had a courtroom battle episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? A children's yeah. show. Yeah, it it was due, I think. It's something that we haven't seen yet, so I'm glad I'm glad it happened. What a ride. Quinn's debut episode. He's like, I got this court battle cooking in my brain, guys. It's going to be spooky. <laughs> I've been saving this one for just the right time. Just waiting for someone to wrong me. <laughs> so how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Oh, yeah? Yeah, let me tell you Why? something. I feel sort of complete as a person now. Oh, do tell. It's going to be good. I have finally, at 31 years old, mm-hmm. have seen The Wizard of Oz. What? You finally watched it? I watched it. I was just like, you know what? I just, I have to do this. Uh, is it on Disney Plus? No. Oh, okay. Or maybe. I don't know. I didn't look. Uh, I don't know if it is or not. I think they own the rights now. I don't know. They own everything. Well, what yeah. did you think of The Wizard of Oz? It's okay. Yeah, that's how it's, I feel too. It's an all right movie. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. It's, I mean, I feel like I've seen it without seeing it because just so many of the scenes and the lines are so iconic. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I've quoted the lions and tigers and bears, oh my thing, my entire life without knowing where it was from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, turns out it's from a thing with lions and tigers and bears. Yeah. But I think this is the last movie that I could possibly tell someone I've never seen it and they would go, fucking what? Because I Mm. consider myself a fairly, you know, a well-watched individual. I I watch and enjoy a lot of movies. No one's going, are you fucking kidding me? You haven't seen 12 Angry Men? But, (laughs) you know... I've seen The Wizard of Oz, and I've seen Casablanca, and I've seen The Godfather. So get off my back, everyone. I actually have never seen Casablanca or The Godfather. So Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Kim and I were going to watch... So we were on like a, a kick where we were watching like old gangster movies. I mean, not old, but like we watched Goodfellas, and then we watched Casino. And we really wanted to watch Godfather Ancient. and Godfather Part 2. But I don't think they're streaming anywhere, so we couldn't. And then yeah, our no. time ran out, and you know we went back to work, and the pandemic is... You know, still going on, but everybody just ignores it, so. Yeah. That's, uh, that's cool, though. I'm glad you watched it. Now, if I might make a recommendation, and it's the perfect time because it's October right now. We're in middle of October. Um, You should watch, it's on Disney+, Plus, I believe, the Return to Oz movie from the 80s. Mm. Have you seen it? Yeah. I don't think you have, right? I, I've heard of it. It's a cult classic, and it, I, I made Kim watch it with me one time, and it's good. I think I remember hearing about it from i love the 80s yeah and they I were like that. this I movie is crazy and i was like huh it's, it does look pretty crazy it's nothing like the wizard of oz like it's not a musical at all and dorothy's like she's played by feruza bulk and she was like 11 yeah. at the time it's good though i like it i recommend it yeah maybe i'll check that out and, and it's got some spooky imagery so it's perfect for halloween so yeah there's my Cortland recommendation Cortland recommendation of the week. Yeah, look, that's like a thing. So this week I did something for the first time too. What did you do? What did so, you do? 
Okay. What did you do? Well, it's fall, and you know that means leaves are coming down, right? Which is annoying as hell. Everybody hates raking leaves and shit, sure, right? Sure, in some parts of the world. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's co- becoming summer for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so the leaves are coming down, and um, Kim, she's like, we gotta rake the leaves, because I have a wedding to go to today. So we had to get, like, everything all cleaned and prepared so that when we come home, we don't have to do shit. We can just, mm-hmm. like, you know, flop into our couch and stuff. So... I get out of work because I started, I started a new job the other week, and now I work a nice uh, eight to five shift. So I get out of work, and um, you know I, I, I come home, and I got to do these leaves. But it started raining, and I've never mowed the grass in the rain before because I'm I'm not gonna rake this shit up. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my tractor. I'm gonna ride around. I'm gonna get them all piled up, and then I'm just gonna run them over with my lawnmower. Yeah. And then it started hailing as I was using the push mower, and I've never mowed uh-huh. the lawn inhale before and that's the excitement i've never even considered it possible that you could mow the lawn in you know precipitation yeah well i've always like you know your dads are always like oh you can't mow the lawn in the rain because you'll just explode or something and i'm like (laughs) all right i cannot do that that is like a cardinal sin. that is like touching the thermostat yeah that's like licking the battery of like an electric vehicle or something like you will die (laughs) so like driving with the light on in the car yeah oh my god so yeah i thought i was gonna die i didn't and it was an experience (laughs) that's the excitement of my week is mowing the grass in the rain and hail well i am glad you survived me too now we can do this great podcast oh this will be a good one yeah so speaking of the podcast we just got done watching the tale of what's this one called the tale of the walking shadow yeah what do you think about this episode? Um, I don't really have much bad to say about this episode, mm-hmm. but I also have nothing good to say about it either. I will say it was well acted. Yeah, I suppose you could say, uh, I could say, it, <laughs> it was executed the way it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This episode was really a lot of nothing. And I feel like I've said that about a few episodes this season. But <laughs> this episode could probably be condensed a Into lot. one minute. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, yeah. And it won't be missing much. There's a lot of just drama, I guess. Like teenage drama in it. Which I know you love. But mm, the I delivery do. of some of the drama is just kind of annoying, I think. This episode definitely has a lot of heavy hitters in terms of, like, returning Are You Afraid of the Dark cast members and, like, other recognizable, not necessarily famous people, but people you kind of know. You know, like, 90s classic people. Yeah. But, I don't know. Um, spoilers, it's not Peter Pan like I thought. It's Macbeth. And I don't, I'm, I'm not a Shakespeare kind of guy. Like, I don't. Romeo and Juliet is literally as far as I've ever gone into Shakespeare. So, I don't know anything about Macbeth. Is this what yeah, The Lion same. King was based off of? Is, am I right there? Uh, I think that's Hamlet. Oh, Hamlet. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. But but I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mufasa, Macduff. Until like, you thing, right? just said that right now, I kind <laughs> of forgot that Hamlet and Macbeth were two different things. Yeah, see? I don't know the difference because I've never seen any plays because I'm quite frankly uncultured. Um, and... That's okay. Yeah, like, I've just seen The Wizard of Oz, so I don't know <laughs> shit about anything. Wow, what a perfect point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't... 
like, I don't know. This is spoilers for later in the episode, but, like, I don't know why it's called The Walking Shadow. They say that in the episode one time, so maybe it's a part of Macbeth, but I don't know. If I did know, then I would have guessed that this would have been the Macbeth episode. Just just based on what happens in the episode, I'm going to say that this is, like, the least applicable title of a Are You Afraid yeah. of the Dark episode ever? Agreed, yeah, and we'll totally talk about that. Unless Walking Shadows are a huge part of Macbeth. I think it might be just one line that MacArthur says in it. Is that his name? MacArthur? McDouglas? McDougal? McDuff. McDuff. No, the, the, Macbeth. <laughs> oh, I didn't know which one <laughs> t- you were talking the about. The titular character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Somebody is going to listen to this who is like a Shakespeare fan and be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> 70 whatever episodes in fuck this i'm out yeah we could <laughs> fool people for only so long <laughs> all right well are you ready to get into this episode yeah okay <laughs> let's see if i could get i gotta get myself together here <laughs> our episode starts and we see the roaring fire which pans up and andy's sitting on the couch with a soda pop in his hand and megan is behind him and she immediately says like she just starts this episode off like talking <laughs> Yeah, to the point where I was like, I had to go back because I was like, oh, I missed something. Like, my YouTube's messed up. Yeah, because I I wrote this down and, like, me saying that Andy's sitting on the couch with a soda pop, that comes after Megan has started talking already. But I had already started talking about the scenery, so I was like, all right, I can't stop now. (laughs) Yeah, like, as soon as the intro's done, Megan's, like, mid-sentence, like, ghosts are spooky, guys. (laughs) Yeah. She immediately says, people have been telling ghost stories forever. You can read about ghosts, watch movies on TV. And we cut over to Tucker, who's eating a popcorn out of a bag and like a big paper bag. And you know what? They actually all have popcorn. I just didn't notice at first. But it's um, it's it is kind of they haven't eaten popcorn like this since like Midnight Madness. (laughs) Yeah. And they haven't had food in general in quite a while. I mean, those fortune cookies Hey, Megan had like the mega meat sandwich. You get one fortune cookie. (laughs) Vange almost died. I skipped dinner for this. (laughs) Nandy's like, nine! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Megan continues saying, and you hear about them from friends like we do. And Andy says he loves ghost stories. And Megan's all, everyone does. You know why? And Quinn cuts across the screen to sit down saying, sure, because they're scary. People dig being scared. And Megan stops and she looks for a second and says, yeah, but what makes them scary? And Vange asks, what do you mean? Everything. They're ghosts. And Megan, who's just walking around like the kids in a circle, says, no, there's another reason. Think about this. Even though every ghost story is different, they're all really about the same thing. And she stops at Tucker in his seat who says, yeah, scaring people. And he crunches some popcorn, and Megan says, no, they're about unfinished business. I cannot hear that phrase without thinking of the Casper movie. I don't remember the Casper movie. We haven't watched it yet for Halloween. Well, here's what I remember about the Casper movie. Unfinished business. Mm -hmm. And, no, that's about it. The only thing I remember from the Casper movie is, spoilers, the dad dies and becomes a ghost for a minute, and then he becomes back to life. And I don't know why that happens or, or anything but it's weird. Who's the girl in it? Is it um, Christina Ricci? Yep. Okay. I love Christina Ricci. She's great. Yeah, she's great. 
We cut to Andy who scrunches his face in. Unfinished business? And Megan says, all ghosts walk the earth for the same reason. Because they wanted to do something when they were alive but didn't get the chance. And Tucker says, because they died too soon. And Megan concurs saying, and there's the mystery. Is the ghost here to do something friendly? Or is it there to haunt the living? To create some unspeakable evil? You never know until the ghost strikes. And we cut to Vance who says, and that's what makes it scary. And Megan agrees, saying that line again, that's what makes it scary. And then she says, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. The Tale of the Walking Shadow. So all of that takes place in about eight seconds. Yeah. And like the way it was just getting right into it and moving, moving on to the story, I thought, you know, this story is going to have a lot to do. There's going to be a lot to get through. And this episode cannot waste time with the Midnight Society. Mm -hmm. But. There's so much you could have cut out of this episode. Yeah, so this she throws the monkey bone dust in the fire at like a minute 50 or something like that. And most of the time it's like two minutes to two minutes and 20 seconds that the monkey bone flies. <laughs> the monkey bone dust flies. So, yeah, th- th- I thought, that, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be an action-packed like episode. It's going to have like so much depth and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, I didn't hate this episode while I was watching it or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, and? Like, what else am I watching? Did I miss something? So, our tale starts up, and we see the outside of a theater, and some guys are walking in a prop that looks suspiciously, to me, like the throne from the pinball wizard. Mm, I didn't notice that, but that would be cool if it actually was. It would be, because... Uh, we haven't gotten any references from this season yet. I'm still waiting for them to mention Zebo. I don't know if they do or not. We only got like three episodes left. They Spoilers, they don't in this episode. So It would be so cool to see them driving that thing around the streets <laughs> of Vancouver. Yeah, for sure. Prince Edward Isle will never be the same. <laughs> Throne <laughs> takes the road. We got inside and there's this old lady walking up on this big stage and she drops a cloth and then she picks it up and she looks around and she walks by a light bulb in the middle of that stage. I don't know why that's there, but it turns on and then we get a first person shot looking at her through some props or something and she sees what's ever looking at her and she says, you, and she slowly backs away from him or her and then looks up and screams because a sword falls from the sky and it pierces a glove on the ground right in front of her. And she runs away screaming and throwing down all the clothes she was carrying. Yeah, what the hell's up with that? That whole scene. It's one of three exciting things that happened in this episode. So I was like, yeah, she's going to get like, she's going to open her mouth wide and it's just going to like go right down her throat and kill her. But that didn't happen. So, I mean, that light on the stage, Mm. it gets a lot of action in this episode. It does. It's like on all the time. Yeah, it's the ghost indicator. (laughs) but it has no reason to be there like stages have lights right it's not a prop in the play because it's you know fucking castles and shit (laughs) yeah it's like so 1300s i don't know i don't know what that thing's deal is and also like i thought a stage light was going to fall on her because that's what happens but no, a sword. They've just got swords dangling from the ceiling there. I was like, holy shit, this episode's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts strong. It I mean, ends strong, too. I, I'll give it that, but <laughs> I don't know. The scene fades, and now we're inside of what I thought at the moment was a, was an art museum or something. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a restaurant. But I think it's a coffee shop. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like a poetry slam. It's where the cool kids hang out. Yeah. And we get a voiceover from Megan saying Ross Doyle was in trouble. He tried out for a part in the school production of Macbeth so he could be closer with this girl, Vanessa. And he wasn't really an actor and never thought he'd get the part. But he did. So now he's stuck having to go on stage in front of a ton of people when all he really wanted was a date. And during that voiceover, we see Ross walk up to the counter and order something. And then he walks over to a girl sitting at a table and she says hi. And the girl says hi back and asks if he's excited about practicing on the big stage. And he takes off his coat and takes a seat saying that he's thrilled. Woohoo! Because he's not. And the girl asks, what's the matter? Ross says that he's never done this before. What if he forgets a line or he barfs? And the girl, whose name is Vanessa, laughs, saying, you won't. Ross asks if she has any acting tips, like picturing the audience naked or something. And Vanessa tells him the best thing he can do is forget he's acting and become the character. Ross is all, what? So Vanessa tells him, okay, remember the big scene I have where Lady Macbeth goes mad? And Ross says, the one where she thinks she sees blood on her hand and she can't wash it off? Vanessa's all, exactly. When everything's working... And she lifts up her palm and looks at it, saying, I can stop being me and actually become Lady Macbeth. It gets so intense, Whoa. I can almost see the drop of blood. We look again at her palm, and a plop of ketchup lands on it, and she screams. And we look up, and we see two kids laughing at her. And one of them says, Bravo, what a performance. And Vanessa furiously wipes the ketchup away, saying, Not funny. And the guy runs down a tiny flight of stairs and sits down next to a Vanessa, saying, Come on, Macbeth is allowed to kid, Lady Macbeth. He puts his arm around her, and she looks at Ross, and then pushes this guy's hand away, saying, Not off stage, he's not. And another girl walks up to them, and the jerk dude, whose name is Jesse, says, You're the director. Director to lighten up. And the other girl, her name is Kim, walks up, saying, I'm directing all you guys back to the theater. We got a ton of work to do. And Kim leaves, Jesse gets up, then looks at Vanessa saying, duty calls, milady," and he walks away, and Vanessa gives Ross a look, and then they both get up and they leave. Boy, action-packed, that scene. Um, we got a lot, of, a lot of people to meet, so are you ready for this? Yeah. First up, Brandon, we have probably the most important character in this episode, I'd say, is that old lady at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the star of the show. Yeah, her name is Gwen. In the in the episode. Is it? Yeah, it's Gwen. She's played by Babs Gad Boys, and we've actually seen her in this show before. Do you want to take a little guess? <sighs> Is she the original bomb ass tea lady? No. She's not. Well that's it's gotta be one of the old ladies yeah. with bomb ass tea. Well, the last time we saw her, she was old Miss Valenti. Remember when Miss Valenti was, you know oh. getting checked out in the mirror? Alright. She also played the fat hag, as IMDP puts it, in Watcher's Woods. I loved her. She was great. Cool. Next up, we have the main character of this episode, Ross, played by Jay Baruchel, again, who we just yes. saw in Zombie Dice. We have to, who we have to keep talking about. He does really good in this episode. Like, he's a great actor, so, like, I'm okay with seeing him again. Um, spoilers, we'll see him again, again, in season seven. Oh, come on! I'm just gonna say it, because it's gonna come up, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck? And I'm gonna be like, Brandon, just like, I'm just gonna whet your Jay Baruchel appetite and let you know that he's coming back again. He's been in, like, 40% of the episodes this season. I know. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say about Jay, though, because we've talked about him, like, in length before, so. You know who he is, he's, he's Hiccup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Vanessa is played by, in my opinion... The instantly recognizable Catherine Long. Not necessarily by name, but she played Carly Beth in Goosebumps' The Haunted Mask 1 and 2. So, she's got this, like, I don't know, she's got this recognizable face to me. 
I instantly recognized her. And when I was a kid and saw her in Goosebumps, Mm -hmm. I thought somehow she was a young Helen Hunt. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, Goosebumps must have been, like, this episode must have been from a long time ago. Yeah. Because, you know, like, Mad About You or whatever was on at the time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this must be from when she was young. I... I understand where you're coming from in that, and honestly, I think she looks like Helen Hunt, too. So, like, she could be, like, Helen Hunt's daughter, but she's not. She's yeah, Mr. She and Mrs. Really Wong's isn't. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure she was going to be a Power Ranger, because she looks like one of the pink Power Rangers from, like, I don't know, one of the seasons I didn't really watch, like, Lost in Space or Lost Galaxy or something, but she wasn't, so... The only other really big role she had, I guess, is she was in 13 episodes of a show called Wind at My Back, which was purple because I clicked on it at one point in IMDb, and I tried to find what cast member from Are You Afraid of the Dark was also in it, but I just gave up because I had a lot of notes to write. So that was exciting. Well, if it's a Canadian show, it really could have been anyone. It could be, yeah. Jesse is the guy that's kind of a jerk a little bit. He's played by Sean McHale, whose only other role besides this one was he played man in a short called Dreamsake. Good for him. Yeah, he, he went there. Last for now, we have Heidi Burbella as Kim, and we last saw Heidi as the amazing Hooper Piccolero from the tale of the ghastly grinner. MVP. I'm really happy to see her back. She's yeah. so great. She's not quite as scene stealing in this role yeah but you know it's good to see her again yeah i was really happy that she was back and um you know we covered heidi back in the tale of the ghastly grinner but just to recap she went on to produce a show called brave new girls good job cool back to the show we fade and now we're back on the stage and everyone's there aside from that old woman from before which is weird because like i said she's the most important character vanessa i'm I'm joking by the way vanessa just looks around saying wow it's amazing to be on a real stage and jesse looks over at ross saying little stage fright there ross and ross just looks at him and he walks away and we get a shot of that sword in the glove again and jesse says then it's a good thing you're playing mcduff and not macbeth and he kind of holds that sword up, and then the light flickers, that light on the light bulb. And Vanessa comes out of nowhere and starts sniffing around Jesse, asking that what smell. that smell is. And then she claps her hand, saying, Oh, yeah, it's ham. <laughs> good one. That was a pretty good one. You know, it's because he's hamming it up. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse looks at her, saying, Oh, yeah, like you're not a ham. <laughs> Oh, man. Ham jokes always make me giggle. Ross chuckles, and Kim grabs Jesse's hand, saying, Come on, your majesty. Help me unload the car. And they start walking away, and Kim looks around, saying, Can you guys clear the stage? So Kim and Jesse leave, and Vanessa and Ross start cleaning up all the clothes that are scattered around the stage, because Gwen dropped them all. Damn it, Gwen. Have one job. Butterfingers Gwen McGee. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping all the clothes. (laughs) Vanessa looks at Ross, saying, Ross, don't mind him. McDuff is a really important part. And Ross throws his hands up saying, it's okay. I don't need to hear that. Which is <laughs> just a catchphrase. Theme. Like, I thought it was funny when the first time he said it, and then he says it like six times. I didn't. I like, the, the way he delivered the line, and one of the times that he says it, I thought it was funny. I was just like, shut up, dude. If you don't want to do this, don't do it. Which is also a theme of this episode. True. But he wants smooches from Helen Hunt. <laughs> Okay, but, well, just ask Helen. Well, you know what? Who doesn't want smooches from Helen Hunt, huh? You know? I love Helen Hunt. <laughs> yeah. 
Helen's great. Helen, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> we love you, yes. <laughs> was she in Twister? Was that was the one movie she was yes. in? Yes. Okay, I get her confused with somebody else. Oh, oh I'd love to hear this. Oh. Is it Catherine Long? No. <laughs> hey, Kim. Who do I confuse Helen Hunt with? <laughs> Helen Hunt? Yeah, who does who do I confuse her with all the time? Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. It's Bonnie Hunt. <gasps> that was the most married couple thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Sweetheart! Who do I confuse Helen Hunt with? <laughs> who do I confuse her with on the TVs? <laughs> Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so there we go. That's <laughs> Oh man, where am I at? <laughs> Okay, so Vanessa stops and she smiles saying, you know, I wish I could make you feel the same inspiration I get from just being here. And she takes a couple of steps and then the light bulb grows brighter in her face. And we look out at the empty seats of the audience. And she lifts up and she looks at her palm saying, and yet, here's a spot. Oh, damn spot. How'd I say? Then a spot of blood falls on her palm and she screams <laughs> and tries to wipe it away as Ross runs up saying, whoa, whoa, what happened? And she looks at her palm saying, it was blood. And Ross laughs a little, and Vanessa is all, why did you do that? And Ross starts saying that he didn't, and Vanessa's all, I was just trying to help you, you know, and you're just, and Ross is all, just what? And Vanessa throws her cloth down, saying, just clear the stage, would you? And Ross throws his hands down, looks up at the ceiling, and finishes clearing the stage as Vanessa walks away. And he puts everything on a big cart and starts wheeling it away, whistling the Are You Afraid of the Dark theme song. I like when they incorporate that in there. Yeah. Like in uh, Whispering Walls, Mm -hmm. on the jukebox. It was in Full Moon. It was the 50s theme. It's good stuff. I'm glad they did something, because the season so (laughs) far hasn't had any throwbacks. Or, you know, whatever. Motifs, whatever. The light flickers and stops for a minute, and then he just continues to the backstage. Someone yells for him to stop that, and he whips around, and we see a different old lady who says, Don't you know it's bad luck to whistle in the theater? And Ross is all, uh, no, I didn't know that. And the lady walks out of the shadow saying, well, now you do. And Ross asks who she is. And the lady says, Hermione St. Clair, wardrobe mistress. Who are you? So I didn't know that Hermione was a name that existed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just made up in Harry Potter. I did too. I wonder if this character would have a different name if Harry Potter already wasn't getting famous at the time that this episode was written and made. I wonder. Uh, And we will always wonder, I think. Or maybe, again, we are just very, very uncultured and turns out that that name's, you know. It could be all that in a bag of chips in in, uh, ye old England. Who knows? I kind of love the name Hermione. When I first read Harry Potter, I read it as Hermoine. So I heard a lot of people a lot of people read it in their head as Hermione. Hermione. Okay. Sure. I'm surprised there wasn't a lot of Hermione's like well, maybe not a lot, but people named their kids like Khaleesi and oh, stuff. Oh, that's cringy right there. Ugh. Khaleesi fucking oh man. Do you remember like when the Emma or no uh Bella boom Bella, happened? Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm surprised there's not a few Hermione's out there, at least. I am too. Never met one. I'm honestly, I'm surprised there's not more Hermione's either, because it's not a bad name. I kind of like it. But, you know, if you name a kid Hermione, like, they're going to be like, oh, you named it from that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? Yeah. It's unavoidable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
They're going to be like, oh, Hermione St. Clair, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did Wardrobe tell us mistress. a play, huh? <laughs> Hermione. Oh, anyway, she's the wardrobe mistress. <laughs> <laughs> and she asks who Ross is, who says, I'm Ross, the lousy actor. And he says, I'm, I'm playing Macduff. And Hermione says, ah, oh, Macduff, a very important part. Ross and Ross kind of looks at her saying I don't need to hear that and that's when I laughed at that line because I didn't quite catch it the first time like I know I wrote it down but like I didn't know he was going to say it over and over and over again and when he said I didn't need to hear that to her this time he says it like really snarky and I think it's funny Hermione throws some clothes his way saying well Macduff make yourself useful and then she walks away okay Hermione St. Clair is played by Sheena Larkin I'm not even going to let you guess who she is because it's clearly Nanny from Lonely Ghost uh, she was one of the hags in Watcher's Woods. She was in Room for Rent, and she's great. I love her. Yeah, she's been in a lot of these episodes. When they need an old and lady, they always say Sheena. a delight. Oh, yeah, she's she's really good. Um, You know what? Do you want me to give you a little spoiler, Brandon? Because she's going to be back. Yeah. I've seen that. She's going to be back next season. So, woohoo. We switched scenes, and now we're in the wardrobe and prop room of the theater, and Ross is trying on a big crown, and Hermione is there. And at this point, I was getting kind of tired of writing Hermione, because it's hard to spell. And Ross says, so, she thinks I spilled fake blood on her hand, and I didn't. It was creepy. And we look over at Hermione, tending to some clothes, and she says, it wouldn't be the first time odd things have happened in this theater. It's haunted, you know. And Ross just smiles at her, saying, yeah, right. And he puts the crown back on his head, and I Hermione- didn't need to hear that. <laughs> exactly Hermione slowly looks at him saying I'm not joking a ghost has wandered this theater for years they say he's harmless but he has been known to show anger at those who do not respect the theater and its traditions like that bitch Gwen <laughs> <laughs> oh he's harmless and yet he's like throwing swords and stuff at people yeah Gwen wasn't doing anything <laughs> Gwen knows what's up she saw him and she was like oh fuck you <laughs> She was about to run away. She was about to disrespect the theater, and <laughs> the ghost was like, uh-uh. The two hear a knock at the door, and in walks Vanessa, and Ross is all, Vanessa! You know, Hermione here says that the theater is haunted, and Vanessa puts her crap down, saying, great, then turns to Hermione with a handshake, saying, hi, I'm Vanessa, Lady Macbeth, and Hermione dramatically gasps, saying, I played her once myself. Ross kind of smiles, and then Hermione says, Did you know that this production will be the first time this Scottish play will be performed in the theater for 50 years? And then they refer to it as Scottish play like a hundred times now. Any chance they get, they're like, Scottish play, Scottish play, Scottish play. Ross is all, Scottish play? We're doing Macbeth. And Hermione screams. So Ross looks, looks behind him and then looks back at her saying, What? And Hermione runs up to him yelling, Quick, turn around three times. And he spins him around, and he's all, what? And she says, quick, turn around three times and leave the room and come back in. So Ross asks her why, and she says, it's all in bad luck to refer to the Scottish play by name. Don't you know anything about the theater? And she pushes him towards the door, and he's like, okay, okay. And he walks out of the room and then back in. And then she scolds him, saying, never leave the theater with your costume on. And he takes off his crown as Vanessa holds back a laugh, and he hands it to Hermione, asking if he can go now. And she nods, saying, carry on, and he leaves the room, and then she puts the crown on her head, and the two girls laugh. Theater people are so weird. Yeah, they're kind of annoying, honestly. They're a superstitious law. No offense I say to that theater people. as someone who probably would have joined theater if it was available at our school. I was in drama, that's why I'm so good at voices. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm the perfect Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared into the role. <laughs> I'm pretty great. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so if you're asking, have I been on the stage? Yes, Brandon, I have. Wow. Yeah, it was glorious. <laughs> there was a light bulb in the middle of it and everything. <laughs> wow, a true stage then. Exactly. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your stage hand. Thank you so much for taking a listen to our show. Whether you're listening for the first time or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. If you're looking for more laughs, you need to check out our Twitter at PRVT Island and our Instagram at Private Island Presents. We make so much additional content that really enhances our podcast. Not only do we make memes, videos, and GIFs, but we condense and abridge entire episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark down into one hilarious minute, and you do not want to miss out. We post them every Sunday on all of our accounts and to the giant Are You Afraid of the Dark fan page on Facebook. Every Wednesday night, we watch full-length episodes of the show on Instagram. Give us a follow and check our stories for times. You can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island and become a patron to show your support for our show and unlock a ton of bonus content like early release episodes, quick fright movie reviews, bloopers from each episode, and so much more. Tears start as low as $1 a month, and all donations go right back into the show. I want to say thank you to all of our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Heather, Eddie, Mia, and Tristan, the Silver Goth Shane, Steven, Matt, and Kaylee, the Golden Day Days Bryce, Angela, Faith, and Sarah, and the Platinum Bostics Kathy, Carly, and Evelyn. Thank you so much, everyone. We greatly appreciate your support. For a quick link to all of our social medias, YouTube channel, Patreon, and more, check out the Linktree link in the episode description. We have a TikTok, so search for us there at Private Island Presents. I plan on making some TikTok-specific content soon, so stay tuned. We are just three reviews away from our first 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you can, please take a moment and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They really help our show get noticed and raise our place on the charts for TV and film review podcasts. Right now, we're usually within the top 100 or so for Canada and the United States, and I would love to break the top 50. I'd like to take a moment to thank the benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and I hope you all had a happy and safe Halloween. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! With Ross, he's in another part of the backstage, and he picks up an old beat-up helmet, and he walks it over to a mirror and then puts it on his head and whistles, and the lights flicker out, and he's all, give me a break, and then he yells, Macbeth, and he looks around, and then he jumps up and down yelling, Macbeth, 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 and he sets the helmet down, and we hear a weird bubbling noise, and Ross looks over at something with a very concerned look on his face, and we teleport back with Hermione and Vanessa. Vanessa tells her that she shouldn't tell Ross ghost stories because he's afraid enough as it is. And they're putting some costumes away and Hermione says, a little stage fright is a good thing. And Vanessa's all, but I'm afraid he might walk off the show. And Vanessa snaps, oh, but he can't. I, I mean, they never get a replacement in time. And at this yeah, point, I nice was like, Hermione, you're being suspicious. She was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, he'll uh, be killed by the 
audience, uh, <laughs> they'll they'll never accept that. It's true. They're coming for Ross Doyle. They don't want no stupid Kims or whatever. <laughs> Back with Ross, we look in this cauldron and there's a bunch of green slime in it bubbling away. And his reflection is in the slime and it morphs into a guy in armor who says, The final battle is between us, Macduff. And then a hand reaches out from the slime and starts choking Ross. And the two girls, he's like, he's like, oh, no, don't, don't strangle me. And the two girls from a ways away hear him struggling, even though they didn't hear him screaming a minute ago. So they go check it out. And when they arrive, Ross falls to the ground. Vanessa asks, what's up? And he, t- she doesn't say it like that, but whatever. And he tells them to look into the cauldron. So they do, and there's no green slime, but there is a piece of arm armor or like a glove or whatever. And Vanessa picks that up asking what he's talking about. And Ross tells them that it was full of goo and the glove grabbed him. He swears like this. And he pretends to strangle himself saying, and he chokes her. I'm not kidding. Vanessa just looks at him for a second and they say, you know, Ross, if you want to bail out of the play because you're scared do it but don't blame it on some dumb ghost story and it was at this moment that i realized vanessa's kind of a um kind of annoying she takes theater seriously which is why i don't really know what ross's plan is because he knows that this chick is way into the theater yeah and so he joins the play but he just complains about it constantly i don't so, know either it's kind of like a yeah. the story was kind of She's supposed written. to fall in love with him while he's just like, man, this fucking sucks. I wish I didn't have to do this. Theater's the worst, and anybody that likes it's people, stupid. <laughs> people who like it are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he makes it work, I guess, but now he has to devote his life to theater, so oof. who wins, really, Ross? She walks away, and Ross tries calling after her before following her, and Hermione tries calling after Ross before following him. And this is just a train going on. <laughs> Except Hermione gets lost in the tracks or something. And we follow Ross and Vanessa in a little hallway. And Ross says he's not trying to bail out, but he thought he saw... And she turns around to look at him, so he stops saying, Well, I'm not sure what I saw. I don't know. This whole play is just freaking me out. And Vanessa puts her coat on saying, It shouldn't be, Ross. You're really good. I thought you should have gotten the lead instead of Jesse. And Ross says, Oh, really? Macbeth? Vanessa's all, Yeah that guy and ross says you know the the only reason well the real reason i went out for this play is so that i can hang out with you and vanessa smooches ross on the cheek and says then don't listen to some dumb ghost stories relax have some fun okay and ross says sure and vanessa leaves the building saying see you tomorrow dress rehearsal with ross he smiles and we hear some heartbeats and he looks over and he sees the green silhouette of a ghost in armor it happens really quickly yeah the ghost is just there. Like, Vanessa, the door isn't even closed yet, and this ghost just appears. So he backs away from it, and then the door slams shut behind him. And the ghost then says, is this a dagger I see before me? And Ross starts banging on the door behind him for, for it to open up, and the ghost slowly gets closer, saying, the dagger of the mind. The false creation proceeds from the heat of the, the prison something. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Shakespeare stuff. He, yeah, we're not. I'm not gonna get into the Macbeth talk of this episode. So, if you, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I'm not gonna. <laughs> he says it. Macbeth things. Yeah, and then he throws the dagger, which stabs into the door next to Ross's face, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the ghost points at him, screaming, "Are you prepared for the battle, Macduff?" And then he fades away, and Ross looks at the dagger, which then also fades away. I don't think there's knife throwing in the play. 
Like I said, I've never seen it, but I'd be surprised. I don't think there is either, but there might be. I've never seen it before. And with this pandemic, I doubt there are any Macbeth showings going on right now anyway. Bummer. I know. I was just got I got my tickets. Uh it was for March and then that pandemic hit and I was like, damn it. Well, hopefully there's not an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where they go through Macduff. I mean Macbeth. Yes, major spoilers. We cut and we're back in the prop room of the theater and Ross walks in on that old lady from the the beginning of the episode and she's sewing some shit and he says, Excuse me, Hermione? And the lady turns around saying, I'm sorry, who are you looking for? And Ross looks at her saying, Hermione, the costume lady. And Gwen tells him that she's the wardrobe mistress and there's no Hermione here. What? Ross raises his hand saying, but eh, I've totally lost it. And Gwen asks him if there's something she can help him with. And Ross takes a seat saying, oh, I doubt it unless you believe in ghosts. And Gwen's all ghosts, <laughs> which she like literally says it like the kid, like like Charles McDougal, St. Clair, Alamode or whatever the fuck his name was. Winston Pamilton. Yeah, but- shillings the third whatever just keep saying names charles hoff plavlowski uh mcgillicuddy petra pepperidge farm the (laughs) 17th yep that kid you remember classic i do i just wanted to hear you say his name then he says then i take it you've seen adrian and you know i'm gonna just cover adrian for a quick second here adrian's the ghost i guess um We've seen his brief silhouette. He's played by Marcel Jenning, who we last saw as the pool corpse in The Tale of Dead Man's Float. Whoa. Yeah. Now, surprisingly, I didn't recognize him. Well, I can kind of see why he's in a lot of makeup this episode, because compared to in Dead Man's Float, so. But, you know, it's a Dead Man's Float reunion here. Yeah, it is. It's funny, because he's, <laughs> Jay Baruchel got drowned by him in his last episode <laughs> with him, and yeah. now he has to... Do a play he just with wants him. to kill Jay Baruchel. <sighs> if we ever get Jay on the show, we're going to have to have a chat about him with this. Like, why does Marcel want to kill you? <laughs> He'll be like, what? The hell what? did you do that to this guy? <laughs> Marcel's been in a shit ton of other stuff, but we already covered, like, most of it. Not most of it, but we covered the good stuff in his episode, so I'm not going to do it again. Back to the show. Ross is like, Adrian? Who's Adrian? And Gwen stands up saying, Adrian Hercomb. Hercomb? I don't know. Our resident spirit. And Ross says, so he's real. You've seen him? And Gwen tells him, oh my, yes. Just the other day, in fact, he scared the wits out of me. (laughs) Which is a great way to put that he almost killed her. Yeah. Ross agrees. Me too. I think he's after me because I broke some bogus theater traditions or something. And Gwen is just looking through some boxes or whatever. And she exclaims, ah, here we go. And she unfurls a poster for Macbeth saying, such a tragic story. It was opening night of the Scottish play. Adrian had the lead. Apparently, towards the end of the performance, he took ill and died. <laughs> there Shit. hasn't been another production of the Scottish play ever since. And Ross mutters, unbelievable. Then says, so his ghost has been haunting ever since? He, he just died. He was like, yeah. all right, I'm the lead. Ugh. Dead. Just that night, like he was fine at the beginning of the play. Then in Act 3, he was like, <coughs> sorry guys, I had a cough. And then he was dead two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No explaining it. Like, it could have been anything. Like, a light fell on him. <laughs> anything. <laughs> he got impaled with a sword, but no, yeah, he just One died. of those swords fell. Ross unravels the rest of the poster that reads Hermione St. Clair as Lady Macbeth. And he's all, wait a second, she's Lady Macbeth? 
and Gwen tells him his wife. So sad. I understand she was never the same after he died. Ross asks aloud why Hermione never told him about this. And Gwen's all, tell you? Probably because she's been dead for over 20 years. And Ross looks shook. And then we cut to commercial. So she's like, what? She's been dead. You can't talk to dead people. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I just saw Adrian like, Five minutes ago, we had brunch, tried to kill me. I have a problem here. Okay. He comes in there like, hey, Hermione, Hermione St. Clair, where are you? And she's like, who that? Yeah. And then he unfurls the poster and she's like, oh, that Hermione St. Clair. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead. I know exactly the day she died. Like, get the fuck out of here, Gwen. Yeah. They were probably like close friends. I would assume so. Clearly she's been the wardrobe mistress for like, uh, I don't know, an aeon. God damn you, Gwen. She's just like, oh, that Hermione, because it's such a common name. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. It doesn't. And that's okay. Whatever. She's old. She's probably demented. Whatever. She's making the... (gasps) The whole story. All these ghosts are just a figment of Gwen's imagination. God damn it, Gwen. <laughs> you can't do anything right, can you? I told you she was the most important character. <laughs> yeah, the end of this episode is just Gwen playing with a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> She's just alone in a room polishing a sword. Yeah. <laughs> Back from commercial, Ross opens up the door for Vanessa, who was banging on it, and she asks, what are you doing here? And Ross tells her, look, I wanted to prove I'm not crazy, and I'm not. This place is haunted, and there's this guy who died here playing Mick, playing the M-word, and for some reason, he's after me, and that's why I don't want to be in the play. Vanessa looks at him saying, Ross, just go go away. And she walks past him, and Ross just looks on at her, and I was like, damn, Vanessa. We cut over to Kim, who's standing in the empty audience, saying, So we'll run from the top to bottom. I won't stop for notes unless something really weird jumps out at us. Let's Let's make make it it great. great. And we look over at Jesse and Vanessa in their full Macbeth outfit, and everyone cheers and claps. And we get a look at the nameless cast for the moment. And then over with Kim, Ross takes a seat in the audience, saying, So who'd you get to play Macduff? And Kim tells him that she'll do the part herself. And we look over at Vanessa, who just looks really pissed. (laughs) At the very, like, idea that Ross is sitting in the audience. Yeah. Like, how dare he? She looks so mad. You don't get to be part of this club anymore. No, she's so pissed at him. Ross says, hey, is it too late for me to come back? I mean, Macduff is a really important part, right? Vanessa smiles, and Kim looks at him saying, lay on, Macduff. Unless she says something else, I don't know. The scene fades and we look again at the outside of the theater, which cuts inside, and we see some scenes fade in and out from the dress rehearsal. There's some witches stirring a pot, so maybe that's why the green goo was important. And Vanessa's talking to Jesse about not failing. I don't know. I've never seen Macbeth. Backstage, Gwen is humming and working on some clothes, and the camera pans over to the outfit of Macbeth, and the glove rises up and makes a fist. Spooky. Yeah, that's pretty cool. With Ross, he's looking around frantically, and up walks Vanessa, who scares him accidentally. And she tries to soothe him, saying, it's okay, everyone gets a little stage fright. But Ross tells her, believe me, stage fright is the last thing on my mind right now. Which it should be, because you're not in front of an audience, you're doing a dress rehearsal, so. Seriously. He has nothing to be afraid of, except for that ghost that's trying to kill him. We cut backstage to the costume of Macbeth, and it glows green, and then starts walking. And we see more scenes from the play fade in and out of existence. The camera first person walks a little backstage, and then it starts breathing loudly. 
I'm not going to like talk about what they say in this play because quite honestly, it doesn't have any bearing on the story and I wasn't going to go back and forth and write down the ye old English. So nobody's going to care, right? I don't think so. No, I mean, I would have loved to hear your interpretation of the bard, but uh, the bard. who's the bard? Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Back on stage, Vanessa's freaking out about the smell of blood. Backstage, Adrian walks up on Jesse, who turns around and looks scared. Back on stage, Vanessa's hamming it up and it's annoying. (laughs) That's just theater acting. Well... Theater acting is just overacting. I don't like it. Yeah. No offense to anybody in theater, but, like, Vanessa is just like, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like, no, get the fuck out of here with it. Backstage, Jesse gets closed into a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, without any resistance. He doesn't make a peep. (laughs) Not even a little bit. He makes no sound as he is shoved by a strange older man into a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thinking back, that's like my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) On stage, there's some witches dancing around a cauldron. Which is weird. There's witches in Macbeth then? I guess. Like, I know I said it a couple of times, but I don't know. Maybe I should look at Macbeth. No, I'm not doing that. Then Ross walks. (laughs) Then Ross talks to Vanessa in a window, giving some boring lines. And we fade to Kim in the audience, shaking her head and taking notes. Back on stage, Ross takes out his sword, calling someone a heel hound or a hell hound. I don't know. And then just stands there as we wait for Macbeth, who doesn't show up because he's locked in a closet. Mm -hmm. And the kids all just kind of look around confused. And Kim calls out, cue Jesse. And we cut to the closet where Jesse is banging on the locked door, just to remind us that he's in there, I guess. <laughs> Back on stage, Ross shrugs, and Kim yells, Hello, Macbeth, where's Jesse? And then we hear the ghost yell, Of all men else, I have avoided thee. But get thee back. My soul is too much charged with blood of thine already. Ross looks scared and drops his sword, and the kids from backstage run away. Then from behind, Ross calls Hermione, saying, Ross, please, he's waited so long. All that's left is the final battle. Please let him complete his performance. (laughs) So Ross looks at her saying, his performance? And this whole time, Adrian is just, like, staring at them. (laughs) The rest of the cast run over to Kim and sit by her to watch this show, which seems really weird because you would think that they'd want to help Ross because he's being attacked by a ghost. But yeah. And Jesse's not there, and they, he could be murdered in the back for all they know. He's just dead they're in a just, closet. Yeah, he's just dead, and they're just sitting down like, ooh, this mysterious new stranger. See how this goes. <sighs> oh, my God. Like they When they were like, oh, we got to do something, and then they ran from backstage, I was like, oh, they're going to come and support Ross. But no, they like literally have popcorn in the audience, and they're just munching on it. Like, what the fuck is that? I would be so mad. Yeah. Ross looks around and you can hear the heartbeat sound and he looks at everyone, then at Vanessa and picks up the sword saying, I have no words. My voice is in my sword. Thou bloodier villain in terms could get thee out. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's all it was. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The two start fighting and um, I think the choreography for the sword fight is pretty good. Like they're smashing each other with a sword and it's pretty exciting. I mean, yeah, they're sword fighting. I don't know if this is how it would have been 
Okay, I'm going to put myself in this like predicament as if it's real right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this choreography was what the kids had planned for the play or if this is like Adrian really actually attempting to kill him like he thinks he is McDuff. I don't know. Like he, like he thinks he's Macbeth trying to kill McDuff or whatever. I don't know. I think he just really takes theater seriously the same yeah. way that Vanessa does. If Vanessa had died during this performance, oh, she would be a fucking intense ghost. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, I like that. As far as the sword fighting goes, like, when you're doing a play, is the sword fighting choreographed hit by hit, or is it just like, okay, and then you fight? No, I think it's hit by hit. Because these are high school kids. Like, how much can you really choreograph? I think you can choreograph the whole thing. Like, you know, they swing up, so you duck down, and they stab, so you move to the side, you click it away. It just seems like so much to remember for me. Yeah, at least it's in this form, you know, for a TV show where, like, you could do cuts and stuff and have, like, yeah. 100 attempts, so. I would be terrible at stage sword fighting. The way that, like, Jay Baruchel and uh, Marcel, they did great, though. I thought it was exciting. Yeah, and it's good. And I can't really say a whole lot about it because, like, I'm not going to go scene by scene of, like, oh, and then he reposts and, like, that's not happening. So, they're just sword fighting on stage and, you know, check us out Wednesday night, Instagram, uh, I'll play it live. <laughs> The, the the day after this episode comes out, so come check us out there. You can watch the excitement for yourself. From the closet, Jesse just breaks free. Like, he just busts out like he's Superman or something. On the stage, the two are fighting a whole bunch more, and it's pretty great. Ross pushes him off and fights him some more, and then he stabs Macbeth, and the audience gasps. And they all look on as he talks about how life's but a walking shadow, and then he falls down and slowly dies. So maybe that's why this episode is called that. I don't know. It's one line. Yeah, but that doesn't. (laughs) No. Hermione is just eating this shit up. The lights fade and everyone in the audience claps and stands up. Adrian then gets up and he walks over and he does a little bow. And Hermione runs from backstage and gives him a hug. And they spin around a bunch. And the camera pans back and now they're young. And they give a bow and they look at Ross and they kind of thank him silently. And then they smooch on stage and a wispy smoke circles around them and they disappear. Yeah. And the kids just keep clapping instead (laughs) of screaming and running away. (laughs) It was beautiful. Okay. We cut and now Ross is walking around the set, no longer in his outfit. Up walks Vanessa who says hi. And Ross says hi back. And she stops and asks, so all he wanted to do is finish the play? And Ross is like, yeah. And Vanessa says, that's pretty amazing. Ross agrees, asking how they're going to top that one. And Vanessa looks him in the eyes and then smooches him on the lips. And he says, that'll do it. And Vanessa asks if he's going to stay with the play. And Ross laughs, saying, are you kidding me? Uh, Macduff is a very important part. And she laughs and walks away. And Ross follows her, saying, but I uh, think I should still picture the audience naked. She laughs and pushes him, and the light bulb in the middle of the room flicks on. And that's the end. Yeah, so, uh... What a sweet story. Yeah, you know, it's not the worst episode. Um, Like, I wasn't not entertained, I guess, but there's a lot that didn't really need to be in it, and... No, I feel I like know. we just kept going over and over the, oh, well, I don't really feel like maybe um, I'm not good enough for the play. No, you're really good. You're really good. Well, maybe, but I just don't know. No, you're great. Uh, well, just, uh, I'm not feeling. No, for real, you're you're good. Yeah, but you cut that in between with, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you, Ross. Yeah. 
it it's very, it it's, just kept going the same thing yeah. everybody like it's well acted like i said in the beginning so that part was great i mean the cast is good except for that jesse fella but i don't know it's not one that i think i'm going to be like oh man if i ever have like a are you afraid of the dark watch party like marathon i'm not going to be like all right we have to watch tale of the walking shadow you know unless it's like a jay baruchel themed watch (laughs) marathon you know it was a decent ghost story Mm -hmm. it's another romantic ghost story i will say it's definitely better than room for rent (laughs) okay yes if we're judging it on the room for rent scale this episode's fucking aces I'd even say it's above Jagged Sign. Yeah. So back at the Midnight Society, the camera pans up and Megan says, so Adrian finally got to finish the performance and take care of his unfinished business. The end. Andy, Vance, and Quinn are sitting on the couch and Andy says, that was really good. And Quinn agrees. And then Tucker from the office chair says, speaking of unfinished business, you guys owe me for the popcorn and soda. And he takes out a little piece of paper saying, now, if we divide it by, and he's interrupted by Quinn who gets up saying, sorry, man, I'll catch you next time. And he leaves. Then Vange gets up saying that she doesn't get her allowance until tomorrow. Bye. And she leaves. Megan walks up saying she didn't eat anything and she hates soda and then she runs away. And Andy gets up last saying, uh, no excuse, no money, sorry. And he runs away too. And Tucker's all, uh, we're supposed to. And we look at the pathway, but they're all gone. Back with Tucker, he's all, and you're just leaving me with the mess? Guys. And he puts his paper in his pocket. And he starts picking up all the trash saying that this was way more fun when I wasn't the responsible one. The end. (laughs) I like that line. I do too. It was pretty great. Our baby Tucker's grown up into being the responsible one. Tucker 4.0. His upgrades. (laughs) His firmware update included a responsibility. (laughs) Tucker (laughs) 4.0. What do you think the moral of the story is? Don't die Uh. without unfinished business? Don't join the theater? Mm, that might be it, yes. <laughs> Don't say the name of the theater production in the theater for some reason? Yeah. Just, uh, don't do all of the weird things you're not supposed to do. Don't leave the theater with your costume on? Yes. Don't say good luck. Do they say good luck in this episode at all? No, you're just not supposed to say good luck. You say break a leg. Nobody said break a leg in this episode, did they? No, they didn't. I think that's more for musical theater, actually. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. This as this episode's name, we talked about it before. It sucks. It does. I thought it was going to be Peter Pan, because Walking Shadow, that's Peter Pan to me. Like, I like the name. Walking Shadow sounds cool to me. Yeah. I mean, but... it's a cool title. It's just not a cool title for this episode. Exactly, yeah. It just doesn't fit this episode. So I think that a better episode would have been like The Tale of Macbeth. Yeah. The tale of the Scottish play. Ah, the tale of the Scottish play, Macbeth. (laughs) The tale of Don't Tell Me That. Yeah, that sums up the episode. The tale of the Kristen story. Oh, this is such a Kristen. this is really, this is a Kristen 3.0 story. Yes, it's like if Kristen stole the tale of Jake and the Leprechaun and cut out the part where there's a leprechaun. (laughs) Uh, The tale of Hermione St. Clair. Love it. I love Hermione. I got nothing else. I don't either. This episode didn't really give us a lot to work with, so meh. Are you ready to see what's next, Brandon? Yeah, what do we got? What do we got? The Tale of Oblivion. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, right? Oh, man. This is going to be a Gary story. <laughs> I concur. Gary's going to be like, <laughs> I got this back, great baby. story. Somebody's getting stuck in a alternate dimension forever. Yeah, like, they're going to get stuck in, like, vast nothingness. <laughs> oh, man. Gary's going to be like, I got a follow-up badge with this one. Yeah. He's going to throw the monkey bone ghost. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't leave it off with badge. <laughs> I'm going to, let's just go with Gary. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what do you think the tale of Oblivion is going to be about? Uh, somebody goes to a magic store. Hmm. Uh, Sardo's there. Oh, for sure. Yes. He gives them a book that opens to a portal. Yeah. And, I don't know, there's some kind of wizard in there. Oh, maybe it's Shandu. That would be okay. If we haven't seen him since season two, he could come I back. I wouldn't mind seeing Shandu again. That'd be great. I love Shandu. I think that this is going to be a retelling somehow of The Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. A retelling? Like, seven years before? <laughs> yeah, like there's just going to be portals where monsters come out of and somebody's got to do something about it. I would be alright with that too. <laughs> do you want to know what this episode has on IMDb? <laughs> oh, what does it have? What do you think it has? <laughs> um... God, it's either going to be way too high or way too low. Yeah. I'm going to say a 2.7. It's got a 3.3 3 out of 10 and 446 reviews. This episode, God. when we did our interview with DJ, uh, one of his fans had said this was their favorite episode. So knowing okay. that that was coming, I was, I'm was i looking forward to this episode. And spoilers, Brandon, you're right. Richard Dumont is in it as Sardo. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we get another Sardo episode. I did not expect him. I kind of knew he was coming back just from what like I've seen on Twitter and stuff. So I knew it was coming. I didn't know what episode it was in, but it's Oblivion. And I wouldn't be surprised if they round out the show and he's in uh, season seven as well. Well, he better be. I hope so. That'd be cool. You know, I got a lot to do today, so I'm going to take a quick nap because I've been up all night. And I will, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll see you next week for the tale of Oblivion. I'll be here can't believe we're almost done with season six already, Brandon. God, this one I feel like is literally been the fastest so far. I don't know what the hell is. Season seven is just going to be like just get blur. faster and faster. It's like those uploads of the movie Shrek where it gets faster every time he smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those? Yeah. <laughs> or the B movie that gets faster every time they say B. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. I'm out of here, Brandon. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. It's him.